we're back. We're back. <laughs> busy living so Busy living so Busy living so Weezy, how are ya? I'm good, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. How long has it really been? I think it's been like a month. Oh, that's it's it? been longer than a month. It might have been longer than a month. Been. Yeah. I feel like time flies these days, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, as a matter of fact, I was just writing the, um, I was writing a Christmas letter to the employees at my office, and that was that was the start of it. Was just how quickly, how how it's just so different now that as you get older, it just time just flies. And I and I thought I was kind of showing off that I was so organized for Christmas, and then I had you know some stuff done. And it seemed like I it was so early to be saying that. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, it's, we're in December and we're a couple weeks away from Christmas. And I'm no further along than when I was showing off um, <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> How have you been? I've been, I've been great. Um, I've been overwhelmed at work, um, but I've been, I've been great. I've. Uh, sobriety has been great. I went away to, um, to Bermuda for Thanksgiving for the holiday. And, um, I came back for actually for Thanksgiving to spend it with my girlfriend. But, um, the week prior I was there and, um, and it was nice. Um, you know, there were moments that I was, frustrated. I went with my, um, my sister, my mother, and my sister and I had a great time and it was, um, a little challenging with my mother and, um, you know, the dynamics we were just not used to, um, being the, the three of us together with our kids. And, um, it, so it was, that was a challenge to begin with. And then, um, it was just, it was hard. It, and, you know, my mother doesn't drink. My sister does. And so it wasn't anything, like, I wasn't bothered by it. Um, but, you know, I, I saw the little, <laughs> when we walk in, they had the little bottles, the, the rum, what do they call them in Bermuda? Swizzlers or Swizzlers or something. Um, but it's a com- it's a very popular drink there and um, known in Bermuda. But anyway, I, you know, I saw these little bottles of rum every day when I woke up, every time I walked by this, this, uh, little console, but, um, you know, it it was, it was fine. It was fine. I I had, I was there just long enough, you know, and you know, you know, it's over. (laughs) You just, you just know, and not that I would have drank. I just feel as though, you know, I had, I, I had enough. I had enough of my, um, you know, thinking about, I didn't have a meeting there. Um, so, and that, you know, I, I could have done something about that, but I didn't. It just didn't seem like there was enough time to even try to figure that out. But um, but I survived, and it was it was a great trip, and I had a great time with my sister. And, you know, it's just, it's different, but I'm so happy because I have to tell you, it's just, I, I know my kids are just so thrilled that I don't drink. It's It's... It's so much easier. It's just cleaner. You know, I don't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about it. They don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about it. It's just a whole new, a whole new life for two years now almost. I was just going to say, we are literally 
uh, by the time this airs on Tuesday, you'll be 20 days away. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's, I mean, it's, it seems like that that didn't go fast because it does really seem like, it does seem like two years. Um, it's funny. I just, I just spoke to, well, text, um, through text. I talked to this girl that had gone to my first rehab with at Karen and, um, we, I, and I, so we just connected and haven't talked for, I'm sure over a year, but, uh, we had, ironically, we have the same exact anniversary date, um, because we've both gone and this, we're talking what, six years ago. Right. Um, oh my and then, gosh. Yeah. So we both struggled and we both relapsed. And, um, as it turned out, we ended up both getting sober. What we thought was, you know, it, um, on December 27th, she went back into rehab the same, same day I did. And, um, when we talked, she said that it wasn't, um, that she had relapsed again. So she didn't share the same date. And I said, that's fine. I said, oh. hit the, you know, hit the restart button again and just do it. And, um, but you know, it's just, it's amazing when I think about someone like her that, you know, it was six years ago that I started trying to get sober. And right now, cause I, I think it was at a meeting a couple of weeks ago, one of the women there was celebrating four years. And I can remember when she had relapsed and thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, this poor thing has to start over again. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> she's two years <laughs> ahead of me. Um, but who cares? It's, they're just numbers. I'm sober. And um, as much as I love, you know, celebrating two years, I also, you know, know it's important to have it t- just today. Just today. Just today. So you went away with your mom and you went to Bermuda and there was drinking and there was everything was around you and you saw the little poppers everywhere and they're what? So if somebody is listening to this and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going on vacation. I know there's going to be, in fact, our friend, George, you know, our friend, George, he's about uh-huh. to go on another cruise. And, um, and he's like, you know, it's all around you. What were some of the tools that you think you used that helped you get through it without wanting to pick up a drink and not picking up a drink? Um, Oh, they're simple. Um, just looking at my children and remembering, um, you know, the, the, just remembering how horrible it was for them, for me, you know, I was up early in the morning and I felt great. Um, you know, I don't know how everybody else felt when they were getting up that drank the night before, but you know, I just, I, I can't, I can't go back to that place. You know, it's not, it's, it's so different from when I first got sober thinking six years back to the other rehab that, you know, there's always that thought that, that glimmer of hope that, you know, we would be able to figure out a way. I mean, there was a way I could figure it out, but you know, whether it was just traveling overseas or whatever it was that I, that there was going to be a way I could drink again. And it wasn't going to be that bad. Um, and I could drive responsibly and I could be a good mom and I could remember everything and all that stuff. And, and the truth of the matter is that it, none of it's 
true. I mean, I, I just can't do it. And I know that. So, so it's, it's kind of like, I just, I just stop myself in that, in, you know, just in that thought for one moment. And I'm never, I don't really have it. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I don't have thoughts of, wow, wouldn't that be great if I could just, if I could just take a swig. Um, the only thing I miss is that, that warm feeling that, um, and I just thought about it the other day. And I think it was because I was driving past a liquor store that had a parking lot that I would literally go out to the car and just sit in the car and pour the warm wine into my cup and mm. drink it. And it was just that, that, that quick feeling of that, of feeling it going through your body and that, knowing that in seconds, like everything that seems so crazy five minutes ago was going to seem less crazy. That, that was it. That was all, that was the only reason why I drank. So knowing the consequences and knowing how much it destroyed everything for me, and most importantly, my relationship with my children, just even looking at them when I'm, you know, looking at a bottle and then I look over at them. I mean, there's just, it's just not an option anymore. Uh isn't that amazing? Yeah, I mean, and and I I I always think, gosh, you know, I, I I try to help other people when they get when they struggle at that point, um, because I know what it was like. It's not to say that I I have no idea what it's like to struggle and and continue to go back, but I I mean, hopefully, hopefully, I am past that point now. But I get it. I remember. Very clearly, how hard it was, um, because it, because because I was a drinker, a number. Um, it was different for me, and not different as in nobody else drank the way I did, but just you know, I just wanted everything that was really crappy to go away. I didn't care if it yeah. was for an hour. I it was an, I'd take an hour to destroy my day and my you know my relationships. I, I just for that I would I would I would do it. It was greater than my relationships, numbing that, that pain. And, you know, did you have a chance to listen to John last week? Yes. Yeah, and, you know, he had 13 years. Uh-huh. And couldn't you identify how quick it happened? Yeah, I can because I, that's how it happened with me. That when I, when I first, uh, when, after I got out of the first rehab, I mean, I, I just, it, it was nothing. I mean, it really wasn't. There was nothing that I, I can say happened that day. I just wasn't ready, I guess, deep down. I was not ready to, to change my life. It wasn't. And now, like, and I know you've been dealing with some work things, which are also stressful. Would you, I mean, in the past couple of weeks? Yeah. I mean, we, sold, we, we sold our business. Um, one, one part of our business. Um, and that was really, really stressful because, um, I got to this point where I felt like I was being so deceitful, but yet it, I had no choice. Um, we could not, you know, and, and, and it happens every day, businesses are being sold every day, all day. Um, and you know, there's certain rules you have to follow. And one of them is you can't, you can't tell anybody until things are, are firmed up and solid and money's transferred and everything. And and so that was really difficult. I, you know, I was standing in front of people that I've worked with for 30 years, um, telling them that we 
had sold the business. Um, but you know, the, the great thing about it was that I think that the people all understood that we did everything that we could to make sure that, you know, that they acquired all the people, that the name didn't change, that the location didn't change. I mean, it couldn't have been a better scenario for everybody. Um, so as sad as it was, I was also relieved that we didn't, you know, people did not lose their jobs and, um, and we still will share a space with the people. So it changed a lot, but, but in some respects it didn't change. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a big stressor. It was a stress, it was stressful for my father, um, you know, because he's kind of going into a different phase of his life. And, you know, these are years work, working really hard with the same people. Um, so it was stressful. But, you know, when I look back on the last two years, I have literally gone through, I don't really, I mean, there are certainly other things. Um, that I don't want to think about that are worse than anything I've ever gone through. But I've gone through a lot of big stuff, just big stuff. And to keep walking away from all these major events saying, I didn't pick up, I didn't drink, it's just, it's, it's really unbelievable. It's, it's wonderful. And it's, and you do go to 12-step meetings, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit. And how many yeah. do you say you go to a week? And what, and what other tools do you use to help you get to this place that you almost have two years? Um, well, I haven't been able to go. Well, last week when, when it was a holiday and I came back for, uh, for Thanksgiving, I was able to have three days in a row that I went to the, the home group, and, and it was wonderful. Oh, my gosh, it was so great. It felt like a big hug um, yeah. every time I walked in the room. It was awesome. But, um, you know, and, and that that was because we had the week off. But, um, you know, I'm averaging, I like to go to the, the meeting here where I live to, you know, twice a week, Fridays and Saturdays. And, and then I try to squeeze in one or two where I work. Um, and if I don't do that, I, I, I find myself reaching out to, which is why I, I connected with the girl from six years ago, because out of the blue, I just, you know, when I don't have enough connection to an actual physical meeting, I will reach out to the people that I, you know, I went to rehab with or, you know, whether, um, I haven't been to the prison in a couple of weeks, but I'm hoping to go there tomorrow, um, so I try to I try to fill it or at least balance it with other things that have to do with um with recovery. I had helped a, a friend um a couple of weeks ago that was that had drank and was struggling and so that consumed a little bit of time and, and um you know, all was good with that. But I mean I think I just do that, you know. If I can't if I can't physically get to a meeting, I try to do something to help somebody else. And that gets you out of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go, and going to the prison, I know, have you been doing that? For the, I mean, because we haven't talked to you, as we talked about earlier, not for a little while. Have you been there recently in the past yeah, couple I, months? But yes, I have. I just haven't been there in the last, let's say, well, in the last month. I'd say it's been about a month. And tell us about how it was the last time you went. Um, 
It was, I'm trying to think, it was great. Um, It always is. Um, You know, these women are just, they're, they're, they're struggling for the same, the same reason I, I struggled, you know, they just, they are, they're stuck in a place where they know when they get out. I mean, I fortunately had a home to go to, but a lot of these women, um, you know, their life is, is changing worse than what it was. I mean, and a lot, oftentimes they're going, you know, either they don't have a place to go or they have a place to go and there's people using. Um, yeah. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot in between. And the support is just not there. So, you know, when they come back or if I see a familiar face, I'm not shocked at all. I mean, I'm sad, but I'm not shocked because it's really, really hard for them to to get on, you know, on a path that, that is healthy and um, supportive. There's just, there's nobody, you know, out there. And there's not much I could do to control it. I mean, I have given everybody my number, my email, um... I've really given them every way to communicate with me because I would go to meetings. I would travel. I would go wherever they live and go to a meeting with them and help them. Um, but, you know, as you know, you can't, you know, that's all I could do. And I, I don't want to even, I don't give it any thought when I don't hear from these people. I just, I just assume, I hope, I assume that they're doing well. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that's the case. I just, I, I wish I could help more, but I could only give what I could give. I used to try to do more than that, and it didn't. It didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> because we end up losing ourselves, right? Exactly. And that's the hard part: is that we lose ourselves. And I have to say that you know, I heard this person yesterday. Um, I heard a speaker down here in Florida, and he was talking about how he was in uh, in treatment, and he called his wife and was like, all right, so you're going to come, I, I'm getting out. You're going to come pick me up and bring me home. And she's like, uh, you don't have a home anymore. And he was like, what? And he, she's like, no, you're not coming here again. And she, he was like, well, what about my car? She was like, well, I own that car with you. I'm, you're not getting that car either. I sold that car. Cause, cause he had a, you know, a huge history of relapse, relapse, relapse. And he ended up going to a, a place he never wanted to go to like a, a halfway house, you know, down in Florida. And that's what ended up saving him. And he got sober because down here, there's a lot of resources for people that are trying to get sober, you know, and he ended up, that was the last time he drank, drank and he didn't have the marriage and he lost the marriage and everything else, but he did get sober. And now he has 20 years, but wow. it is incredible that what we, what we have to go to, to get there. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a, an employee at work that I, let go because, um, you know, he was showing signs of, it was just reasonable cause. He'd had issues before. I had, you know, we always, everybody kind of makes fun of me that I'm, you know, I'm all about second chances, but, but I am. And I'm, I'm proud of that because there've been people that have, um, you know, turned themselves around and were given a second chance. And I believe we all are, should be afforded that. But, um, he, had um, gone back to, you know, doing drugs and, um, and, and of course lied right to my face and it was just a whole big mess. And, you know, I, I, I kept thinking that the people that were involved in this with me were thinking and worried that I was going to give, give in once again, 
And I finally said no. I mean, it was it was done. And as much as I hated to do it, I felt pretty comfortable doing it. Um, you know, there was some peace for me that you know you you can't you can't keep. At some point, it can't be all me trying to help. Right. You know, it has to be him trying to help himself. And um, and and so there was there was no balance with that. It was me trying to help him, and and. I was, you know, I was interacting with his parents and, you know, it was a a lot of involvement that I didn't have to have, but I did it because I wanted to help him because I understand addiction and he knows that I have struggled with it. And, um, but, but it just, it it was, it it just didn't work and he's not, he's not ready. So he lost a job and, um, we lost a good employee and that's addiction. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, to think about it, like you've given this person chance after chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and they don't see it. And then you have to come in and be the heavy. And you are the one that's feeling guilty over the fact that someone else is like choosing drugs and out. And it's not a choice sometimes. Because I, I, I know we've talked about this many times before, but the powerlessness we feel once we pick up a drink, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, but then when the person's picked it up, they, they're, they're sitting there going, but I, I want my job. I want my life. And you're like, but you have to like, you know, you have to do a couple things to have this job. And one of them is being sober. Yeah. You know, and one time when he was, he was definitely on something um, and, and blatantly lying to me. And it's just, it's just wild how you, like can go back so quickly to yourself and when you were in the throes of your own addiction and, you know, thinking that you were, you were getting away with something. Um, and, and actually even taking it one step further to be kind of cocky about it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, it's just unbelievable to me. Um, like you don't think I notice how different you look right now. (laughs) Than you did, you know, a month ago, and I mean, and, and but but at the same time, I know I I sure I did the same thing. I tried I tried to get away with it. Nobody's it, Isn't it interesting though? What we sit here and we 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 want to say, oh, I don't want anybody to know that I'm getting I'm in. I I think it's so, it's such an oxymoron to me. It's so hypocritical to me on so many levels is that we sit here and we are like, so many people are like, I don't want anybody to know that I'm in, you know, I'm going to 12 step meetings because I don't want anybody to know. And then you're like, do you think no one knew when you were uh, high before? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just, it's so funny. And that's why I, I just gave the anonymity out for myself um, a while back because, um, you know, everybody, I'm at that place right now where I, I, you know, not that, I mean, there were some people that obviously I wasn't close to that didn't know, um, you know, maybe it was a friend's mom or something that didn't really know my situation. But, um, you know, I just feel like now it's just, I completely gotten, I, I've just got the trust back of everybody. Um, it's not even a thought now. Um, I'm the designated driver. I, I, you know, I take the kids around. I, I'm always available to pick them up. I don't have to worry about whether I, I'm, you know, buzzed or, 
you know, have to one eye it or, I mean, that's, that's the reality. That's what I did, but I don't do that anymore. And I know people, um, I even had a situation where my son had somebody sleep over and, and the mother had asked me if I could pick him up. Um, I'm sorry, he was sleeping over somebody else's house and they asked if I could pick him up at a certain time. And it was, it was in, um, in the middle of when I was to be in a meeting and I just told her that. And it was just so nice to be, to be able to say, no, I, you know, I, I'm going to my meeting, my meeting. Um, <laughs> and after that, I will, I'll pick them up. But it's just, you know, it's just so, it, it's such freedom to be able to just, you know, there's no ball and chain, there's nothing, there's no lies, there's, it's just easy. It's easy. And what do you feel about the shame today and the remorse and the bitterness of all of yesterday? Does that even affect you today at all? No. Mm-mm. No, no. It, it just, it doesn't. Um, it's, I, I don't, I don't know how to des- describe it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think that, and I've said this many times, that you know, that yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that that the reading that we would read in our um, meeting, I read it over and over again. I mean, I, I have it memorized, but that was so helpful to me. Um, I mean, so so helpful that that sticks out more than anything that I read um, in my recovery, and I think it will always be the case. But I just don't. Um, I think the fact that I acknowledge it, I think the fact that I talked to my children about it, that I acknowledged it, even when we were in uh, Bermuda, I talked to my niece about it. Um, you know, it just would bring up things. It's not like I talked to her about alcoholism, but I talked to her. I would reference me. I would reference my shit show. And, um, and it was open and it was honest and there was no one, there was, it wasn't uncomfortable you know, it was what it was, and and I I drank and I screwed up and I um, got sober. That's the short. That's the short story. <laughs> you know, it's the really short story. And it's nothing to be ashamed of if you do ask for help. Like that's the big thing, right? Like don't yeah. feel like you can't ask me for help, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, and I went to, you know, meeting with, I don't know if I mentioned that I went to a meeting with my, my, uh, friend that was actually my match date, um, that had, uh, an issue with alcohol that I did, I wasn't aware of in the very beginning when I, I, it's not like we dated a lot, but, um, in the very short time that we dated a couple, uh, a couple times that, that became apparent that he had, um, a jerky problem and I helped him get um, a, a friend that helped him get to a meeting and, and he started that and he's been sober I think I don't know six months now maybe um, but we went, I know but we went to a meeting um, maybe not well yeah I would say it probably has to be but we went to a meeting and um, not too long ago together and he spoke not he wasn't a speaker but he spoke um, shared and he you know got emotional and said that, you know, how much he appreciated what I did for him. And, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, how crazy is that? This is a match.com date. <laughs> yeah. That was exactly how you figured it was going to um, turn out. But, you know, <laughs> but, but 
who cares? I said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I'm sure, you know, God put us in each other's lives because maybe he wouldn't have, who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have gotten sober. Maybe um, there uh, there wouldn't have been anybody he would have felt comfortable with talking about it. But he met me. He knew I was very open about my sobriety. I think that made him comfortable. And he was able to confide in me something very private to him. And and look at now, he's sober. And he has a great relationship with his children, and he's just doing really well. It's pretty awesome stuff, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some horrible, horrible stories, and I know that, and I hear them all the time. But there's some pretty insanely wonderful stories, too. It's so awesome, because it's like... I don't know. I want to be joyous this season because we we both know it's the holidays and there's parties going on and all the rest of that. And we're going to talk about that in one second. But the gratitude that I am, you know, that I'm longing for and that I feel every morning when I wake up and it's like, wow, wow. Because sometimes I'll wake up still, you know, with a 13 and a half year sober, I'll wake up in the morning. My first thought is negative, right? And I'll mm-hmm. go, oh, my God. And I do that. I mean, I did it yesterday, and I shared about it in a meeting because I ended up starting. I, I think I already told you this, but there's a morning hope. I started a meeting up in Wayne, and now there's a meeting down in Florida that I started called Morning Hope, and it's on the beach. So it's Morning Hope South. And um, and I went there yesterday morning, and I'm sitting on the beach, and the water's clear. Like, it's, like, flat as ever, and the sun's up, and birds are everywhere and it's just amazing. But my first thought when I got out of my bed yesterday morning was negative and I now can identify that. And I don't want to feel like that anymore. I want to change that right away and go from being negative to being positive. Like, aren't I lucky that I'm getting up and I'm healthy, that I'm healthy, just that I am healthy can be enough gratitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I mean, we sometimes yeah. have these negative think- thoughts. At least I do sometimes. <laughs> I don't like, no, it. I definitely do. I mean, it's 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 very um, it's very hard, um, you know. To I mean, I, I definitely think that I don't have them as much anymore, um, you know. And I work on that. But I think it, you know, it was actually you that said to me very early on um, that. You know, I forget what it was that I was um, doing, but you had said that I could, I, and I'm sure I was just, um, I was miserable and it was very early on in my body, but you said, you know, you could change that. You change it today. You change it right now. You could change, and I always say that to people, um, that, you know, it's, it's, you could change it right now. You could change your whole day, change the way you think, Um and I do that all the time. And I, and it was because you said that to me that one day and it just stuck. You know, you think if you wake up in a bad mood, it's really kind of, you set the stage for the entire day. And it just is not the case. It feels like it's the case. <laughs> you know? totally, totally. But when someone suggests something so simple, like you can change it, you're like, oh, okay. How, how crazy is that? <laughs> I could change. I could turn this whole day around right now. Um, oh, I love that. I mean, I think I, I think what it comes down to is so much of it is so simple, you know. But I just said what I said about the, you know, it's a pretty easy story, you know. I drank, I screwed up, but you know, 
I, I had, there were a lot of consequences. There were a lot of things that happened and I so grateful that none of them were taken away from me. Um, the first time around, I didn't care if they were, I mean, I did, but clearly I, I was, I was still willing to take the, the risk. And, you know, I know people that have lost a lot. A lot. Yeah. Me, by the grace of God, go I as they say. Yeah. And I want to finish up today with, okay, so give me maybe two tips for someone that's listening, and it's about to be their Christmas. They're in the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> right? We just said Thanksgiving. We're about to have Hanukkah and Christmas, and then it's that dreaded New Year's. So if you have any, like, what are two pointers you would share with somebody? Well, right one, one right, right off the bat, I, I would say, um, and I've mentioned this before in the very beginning, but I thought I was just super cool that I could um, entertain and I could have, you know, the glasses flowing and, you know, wine being poured and all that good stuff. And, and it was tempting to me, and I'll even go buy it if you would like. Um, but I have not been to a liquor store in two years. So <laughs> plan on going to one anytime soon. And when I've talked to people about getting together, um, you know, I've opened up my house to people that want to come over for Christmas, different groups of people that I have. And, you know, the only thing I say, (laughs) excuse me again, um, the only thing I say that I'm adamant about is, you know, I would love for you to have whatever you want to drink, but you got to bring it (laughs) and you got to take it. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I used to think it was so, I, I thought that I was such a bigger person by acting like, well, you know, it's it's like a, you know, it, it, here's the addict and she's surrounded by alcohol and, and look, and she's so, she's so cool. She's so cool that she can just be around it. She could pour it. She could put it in her fridge. She could keep it for the next time she has someone over and she could say, oh, I still have one and it looks good. Um, but I don't want the, those days are over. <clears throat> They're just over. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. And what I find find is that the people that don't have problems with alcohol don't really care that I don't have wine in my house at <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when they stop over to pick up their kids. When I got wine, <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, Weezy, I've missed you, as I know all of our listeners have, too, and I love you so much. You are so... Um, will you come on for your two-year anniversary? Oh, my gosh, yes. I Actually, I, I called the, my rehab, to, um, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't touched base with the guy, but I've called to see if I could speak there on my two-year anniversary. Oh. Um, but um, absolutely. Because your anniversary is on a Monday. <clears throat> Right? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm calling you that Monday, and everybody gets to hear it on New Year's Eve, on New Year's Eve day, because that's when we're going to air it. And, oh, that would be great. Um, it's going to be awesome! And I am so excited, and I know from everybody that listens, and they, I know not everybody writes in, but I know we all wish everybody the merriest of Christmas, the happiest of holidays, and... um I think life is all about getting busy living sober, don't you? Yes, I do. It was so great talking to you. So great talking to you. And I'm going to talk to you in like a little over whatever, two weeks, I guess it'll be. And uh, 20 days, right? 20 okay. days. 
Perfect. Well, until next time, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. Bye.